Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, uh, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Halley and Tyler Hymanson. And uh, apologies for sounding not super enthused uh, this week, but... Uh, you know, there's uh, lots of awful things going on in the world right now. Um, you know, I, and I've got the news uh, streaming on the TV behind me. And, uh, yeah, there's lots of lots of uh, unrest in the world. And I'm feeling it this week. Um, I know everyone else is feeling it way more than me. I'm just some random guy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we just wanted to say that, uh, you know, we're, we're here supporting everyone the best we can uh, in the Black Lives Matter movement and all the protesters out there tonight and over the weekend. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone else wants to say anything, but I just I just wanted to, uh, you know, say something. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, we record a week out, so that's true. That's, <laughs> uh, maybe that's... <laughs> things could change by the time we even end up posting this. Which, yeah. uh, but you know, just know that we're not ignoring the situation, um, but we're also not the experts in any way in that arena. I yep. mean, like we talk about movies and joke around about them. Um, so, you know, we're just going to keep doing what we do here, but uh, just know that we're not ignorant of the situation and um, it is on our minds and our hearts. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, if you if you need a little bit of popcorn, uh, a little bit of a distraction, great. We're happy to offer that for you. Uh, but at this time, uh, I would recommend uh, maybe turning internally and, and sitting with the discomfort and sitting with uh, uh, all the feelings of what's going on right now and not being um, turning away from it when it's not convenient or when uh, it's uncomfortable because sitting with the uncomfortability and the uncertainty and just knowing that I am not, I do not know enough and I have not done enough uh, to change the situation should be, at least for me, that's, that's how I am going through every day of just what can I do to educate myself and to uh, be a better ally uh, to our black community and all of our people of color who listen and are just citizens out there who don't listen. Um, so with that being said, let's talk about this Universal 1440 cheerleading movie. Yeah, yeah, let's bring it on again. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, there, there, there's lots of uh, horrible things going on in the world, but there's always time to spend $7.99 to buy Bring It On Again <laughs> on Voodoo. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say... There's a lot of stuff that's terrible out there, but there's always something terrible at Universal 14. Oh, <laughs> no. Hey, man, they're I love them. somewhat single-handedly keeping us in business. So that's yes. the, it, business. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's true. Yeah, we don't we don't make any money here. Um, we're doing it for the fans. Um, well, yeah, you guys, thanks for being here with us, um, and uh, we'll get into the regular episode here in a second. But um, before we do that. As per usual, Eliz, where can people reach out to us and share their thoughts? Yes, please, uh, you know, send us your thoughts and comments. Is equal right? It's blah, blah. Sequel rights at gmail.com. And you can find us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Sequel Rights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, five stars go a long way. Five dollars uh, would go uh, even a longer way if you were going to donate uh, at the link of the show notes into the Black Lives Matter. Um, That's right. Kind of mega link where they're live updating where your money could go next. Uh, don't review us. Go donate. And then if you have time, circle back and give us a review. That's totally. right. Well, why don't we just hard cut straight into bring it on again. Bring it on again. Let's get this party started. We're taking the action, the fun, and the laughs to a whole new level. That was awesome. You got any good cheers? At a new school. You guys are looking so great today. A new squad. Our own squad. The same fun and excitement. A competition in front of the whole student body. Let them decide who's better. Are you ready to cheer? Bring it on again. Check this out. Tyler, 
Did you, wa- did you watch the movie this week? I did. Okay, we're, there's going to be questions at the end to make sure you actually watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Was it Brat I Tyler? It. It? Yeah. Do you was, it think... the bomb dig- was it the Bomb Diggity? It was the uh, Bomb Diggity. <laughs> oh, no. You guys, we can't even... S- don't start with the Bomb Diggity just diggity. yet. Let's, say, oh, let's save God. that for later. I got something special. We got to start with... What you know, we're starting to it's the second movie only in the series, and so we're starting to see what they think are the tenets of this series. Like what is the most important things that you must have in yep. a bring it on movie? Yes, start and, with a dream sequence. Dream sequence. And um from the very first second of this dream sequence, you know, well, there's not much budget here. <laughs> yeah, it's bold. It's bold for a sequel to start with the exact same trope as the first movie, because then you can just compare them one to one. Yeah, you can, they're on equal footing. Yeah, and this one is inferior. They don't even have enough money for more than one light. Yeah, <laughs> she's Spotlight doing her <laughs> And the uh, well, we'll get into the the dean Ooh. later. Oh Ooh. my god! But anyways, she's she's auditioning. And uh, he says she's good, but then says she's real bad. And then all of a sudden, food of indeterminate origin is thrown at her for a very long time. I think there's a good amount of mustard in there. It looks like something out of like a double dare snot pile. Yeah, Yeah. it's like goop. Yeah. You know? Cakes. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Goop. And she wakes up in a car like, oh, my God, no. And uh, she is um, at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And by Cal that, State College. California <laughs> State, State College. College yeah. We have one. It's just one California state. Yeah. Um, but no, most of anything that it's a brick building that looks really nice and like big, that's UCLA. Anytime it's slightly more modern buildings, that is CSUN, which I know on site because I often go there to play Pokemon Go, like a huge nerd. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, CSUN. <laughs> uh, and then a lot of the other shots look like um, random high schools. Anytime there are sports uh Areas yeah. of any kind. If they're on a field, it looks like that they're somewhere out in San Bernardino. It is at a, at a rough high school. Whenever yeah. they go on the football field, my God. Uh, and of course, I was like, well, yeah, that's what UCLA football games do look like. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> at, the, at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we also immediately, uh, pretty quickly learned that one of the other, apparently, one of the other tenets of the franchise is that. The main character has to be named after a uh, Southern California city. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we had Torrance. Uh, we got Whittier. Yeah. That's yep. right. Torrance Which, and Whittier. I don't know if I've ever heard of a girl named Whittier. Whittier. No, that's why. That's what made me think, like, this must be a thing or they're trying thing. to be fun. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, wait. We all need to make a guess right now. As commerce. What, you said commerce? <laughs> okay. What will the next one be? I'm going to write this down so I actually remember. <laughs> Tyler says commerce. Clementi. I don't know. That's not a real name of a city. Though. I know. I mean, <laughs> I what do you say think? It's going to be Barbara. Riverside. Riverside. <laughs> I wanted to say Pasadena, but I'm like, is that even a name? I guess no. not. Her name is Monrovia. Well, we that's a good one. Oh, Monrovia. actually, Arcadia. Arcadia is probably oh, Arcadia. Okay. That would be so great. Uh, yeah. If it's any of these that we've said, we all get five points. Um, yeah. Carson. Car- Carson. That could be. A oh, name. Carson. Yeah, that's like an actual name. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You might be right uh, there. Uh, how about like Ojai? Would that work? Ojai. I mean, come on. Rialto. They made they made Whittier work, so I think. Ojai. Oh, Oh hi. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, we're in college for this one. Yes. Um, and at the beginning, With a bunch of thirty-year-olds. Yes. Before <laughs> we learn who Whittier is and stuff, um, really much about her, we see her. We see her friend who is black, uh, and I was like, "Oh God, please don't tell me that this is supposed to be Torrance." And oh yeah, ISIS. I was going to be so pissed. Oh yeah, and because I remember you said there was a deleted scene where they were in college together. Yep. at the same college, and I was like, "Please God, don't make that the case." And thankfully, 
someone had the good sense to say, don't do it. <laughs> new characters. <laughs> yeah. And so they, they went with new characters and thank God they did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they know each other like from cheer camp. They didn't, it doesn't seem like they went to the same school. Yeah. That's uh, uh, Monica. Monica yes. is her name. Good character's um, name. Yeah. And we are early on um, set up with the feminist ballerina slash emo literary <laughs> history girls or whatever. Yeah. Like, Felicia I Day. Mean, Felicia Day. In a very early role of yeah. hers. Um, and I mean... I went to USC, so I get it. All the buildings are named after horrible people. Um, so that part I thought was funny, but then her kind of over emo ness, I was like, oh, this is very over the top. No, yeah, like, they were making. <laughs> she, she was basically saying that like this college is built on, you know, these are slavery imperialists that we should not yeah. be honoring. Um, but the character is such where they're making fun of that person who gives a shit. Yes. Uh, at USC, <laughs> it was always the Nazi people. Like, uh, I think our buildings were named after a famous Nazi, the guy who caused the teapot dome scandal. That's uh-huh. a scandal you haven't heard about since high school. <laughs> and then um, I think people that worked with Nixon a lot. <laughs> sure. Yikes. So, yeah. Anyways, this one was a slaver and an imperialist. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, you know. As most storied institutions are in this country. Yeah. Um, did you guys happen to see uh, the director of this movie? Oh, yes. yes. We are very, very familiar with uh, the work of Damon Santo Stefano. Yes. Uh, he tortured us previously with oh. <laughs> Cinderella stories of plenty. Two of them. To another. He, uh, yeah. story and he's great he's he's great oh, okay so first of all uh <laughs> this one came first uh before all those and i was just i was gonna say he's great with film titles like it, it was his idea <laughs> but he he comes up with bring it on again and <laughs> and uh the, yeah the other one another cinderella story um <laughs> i thought it was <laughs> You know, we were kind of like joking last week when we were announcing, you know, the name of the next movie. And I feel like the title sequence makes it even funnier in this because it's literally like (laughs) it comes up with the letters just like the last movie, like bring it on. And then instead of putting again underneath it, it just like explodes the bring it on and then again gets its own separate title card. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, that makes it seem even more ridiculous. (laughs) Is it the only sequel that has the subtitle again? Uh, there's gotta be, um, the Empire Strikes the Back again. The we've no. done. <laughs> I mean, I think it's the only one that we've done. That's again. Yeah. There's gotta be other agains. Uh, I, I can't. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, another is very close, but yeah. Another Cinderella. Um, but also, story. this movie was written by two of the Gun Brothers, Mark and Brian. I did see that. Are they related? Yeah, that- they are the. The brothers, uh, they're, they yeah. also did Brightburn, you know, so kind of a hard left there. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty funny. Interesting, interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, I would say that there's uh, there's actually some funny moments in this movie. There is. It's very, it's very strangely, uh, the film, the good parts are parsed out in a very strange way, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're just kind yeah. of like, oh, that was actually funny. Yeah, <laughs> I would say... Yeah, I would say at the start of this movie, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be so bad. And then I feel like things got better as it went along. Yeah. Um, so strange. did. Yes. Yeah. I'll, well, well, we can talk about how you hated this movie, Tyler. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but- I, I could have done with less beatboxing. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. You know. <laughs> how, you, um, if, if you're going to have a mix master in your movie, you got to have some, you know. <laughs> He's got to draw. Wait, there's two mix masters in this there's, movie? No, there's only one mix master, and then there's just a mascot <laughs> that insists on beatboxing all the time. He's also a turntablist. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, a turntablist. <laughs> I did like. Um, I mean, the 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 actor who who is the uh, mascot, Joshua Gomez. I mm-hmm. I really love him on Chuck, and uh, yeah, so he's actually really funny. I think, um, and you know, just he's not given much to do here, but uh, it's just no. very strange. All the people that like 
became more famous later on have all the small, tiny roles in this yeah. movie, and all the people in the lead roles didn't really go on to do as much. Yeah, yep. um, it's so it's that's another weird. The movie is very weirdly distributed in all aspects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we get an early uh, dating ourselves moment where she, uh, Monica, says that uh, something was like ugly on an Osborne, which I was kind of like. <laughs> Is that what the Osbournes were known for being <laughs> ugly necessarily? Like, oh boy. I, uh, I mean, I if she had said like loud or in a reality show or argumentative, but like ugly, I, I don't know, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird. There's some there's some odd moments in this movie. I will say that uh, you know once it started going in the beginning here, I was I was kind of like excited. Um, that it was not a 100, I mean, the movie's called bring it on again, but it's not actually like, you know, it's not like we just sat down to watch the exact same movie again. There's like no. different stuff going on. I was, on. yeah, I was pleasantly surprised when it got to the point where it's like, we're going to make our own splinter this cheerleading premise, squad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like pretty far into the movie. I yeah. almost yeah. was like, oh man, they're introducing this way too late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, it's weird. Cause the description online says like, um, students who can't get into their cheerleading squad create their own team. And I'm like, that's not at all what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's completely, that's like skipping half the movie. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's interesting um, with Monica because it's cool in that, you know, the first movie was about cultural appropriation. Uh, and in this time that, it's both cool and not cool that they totally ignore that, I guess. I mean, yeah. it, it's cool that everyone just, you know, her race is never really an issue. The issue the other trailer has with her is that she doesn't want to, you know, follow the moves or whatever. She doesn't want right. to obey her. Um, but she was like that to everybody, not just the <laughs> one black girl. I think there was another black girl in the squad, actually. But mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, I feel like they kind of... Um, they could have just colorblind cast it and said, we want one to be white, one to be black, really. Um, and on the cover of the movie, it looks like Monica is the main character and yeah. here is on in the back. So it's sort of strange, but uh, yeah. that's not the issue here uh, for this film, which, you know, it doesn't have to be in every film, but it was such a big part of the first one that it was sort of uh, surprising, I guess. And just based on the cover art made it, kind of look like they were yeah that is very yeah. odd so um she's also yeah, wearing a something. different she's also wearing a different uh on the cover she's wearing like different color uh yeah. cheerleading outfit <laughs> uniform um so that also makes it seem like she's at a different school which is not the case very strange. <laughs> it looks like that she yeah she's wearing usc colors and she's wearing ucla colors <laughs> that's so weird i mean i guess they were just like we gotta make it look like it's exactly the same yeah. on the cover and then yeah will trap you into a completely different movie somehow. Wait a minute. How come they're not fighting? Yeah. Yeah. Um, another weird thing that they kind of bring over from the first movie is this love interest of like kind of a edgy ish guy. Um, who <laughs> their romance is very weird. I mean, she likes him from the beginning. She's like so into him that it's almost jarring. Um, like when they go to the pool or whatever, like, <laughs> which is a fine. I get it. She's like a freshman in college. There's a cute boy, I guess that likes her. So she's just very excited about that. But um, it was just weird. Like the whole pool thing. And like wh- when they started kissing, it looked very strange. and unnatural. Yeah. Tyler, uh, <laughs> when, <laughs> when you were watching this pool scene, um, did, uh-huh. you, did you think it was boring? <laughs> did you did you think it was boring or no? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Boring my ass. <laughs> boring my ass. Yeah, she, my she, ass! <laughs> yeah. I laughed out loud at that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guy who is that playing that role. Yeah. Interestingly, I spent the whole movie being like who is this guy? Like, why do I know what he's from? I really don't, but he is the bizarro, uh, brother, like bizarro version of, uh, Jonathan Jackson from general hospital, but probably most people know him from Nashville. Um, 
Richard Lee Jackson is the older brother. Mm. And so I was like, uh, it was like one of those things where like, I know this actor from somewhere. And then I was just like, <laughs> oh no, it's his brother. Um, so yeah, that's another, like so many people in this movie have either brushes with greatness, but somehow, or not great greatness, but fame, you know, and then just somehow don't get there, but they're so close to it, you know? His, um, his character is just so funny the way he introduces, like, what he does. I'm a mix yeah. master. She's like, what's that? You know, a turntablist, huh? Turntablist. You know, a DJ. DJ, oh. damn it. But, but also a med student. Yeah. And there's this not a med student. That's why he has to have so many other jobs. Uh, yeah, there's this amazing scene where um, the the you know the captain of the varsity cheerleading team, uh, who we haven't talked about yet, um, but you know her name is Tina, and Tina. it's played by Brie Turner. Um, she is who like, looks like she's like ten years older than everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does kind of, um, but she is like you know finds out that he's a DJ and she's like dressing him down with this this like letting Whittier know like oh Insane here's the order list. here's the order of things it's like football players then oh. you know hockey players and all the stuff and she goes down this list and it was so funny she gets to the bottom and she's like and then there's DJs at the very bottom although they're even just slightly above like cafeteria workers and he goes oh well I work at a cafeteria too <laughs> and she's like yeah and yeah. She, she says like in this list like <laughs> campus chaplains and like like, like <laughs> teachers yeah, and yeah. Like, like things that are like wildly like scandalous you don't want to date a DJ. I mean, what's wrong with she mentions, DJs? She mentions the pep band uh, too, which I can tell you at USC, the cheerleaders, the song girls, they didn't really date the football players that much. They somewhat did, but a lot of them like dated the guys in band, and it was like, oh god, the song girls are always taking like the hottest guys from the band. <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> you know, we we're all friends, so it's like, ugh. but yeah, this is very interesting um, that they, they don't want her to date a DJ. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got, uh, you know, the varsity cheerleading team again here is a situation like, like in the first film where they are seven time national champions and they've never lost. Uh, and they're like the most popular thing. People like are cheering. In fact, like people cheering Tina's name before they even come out. They're like, Tina, Tina. <laughs> yeah. Tina. They're like, yeah. No, I think that the, the, the Dean is like, like we had to cut out theater. We had to cut out yeah. like this. We had to cut this. But, and but then, like, luckily. Like, in the same breath, he's like, we still have the cheerleading squad. Yeah. And then people are just <laughs> like, yeah. And it's basically like, do, 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 do. I mean, they don't use that song, but it's basically the. <laughs> they couldn't afford that the, song. The music yeah. in this, uh, the, the music for the. All the routines in this is not as good as the previous movie. No, and the routines are not as good either. Uh, yeah, they're they're still like I think they still look well, okay, the end, but they're not I thought as. The end two were good. But yeah, yeah. The, throughout, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah, they're not um, quite as interesting. Yeah, uh, Tina is, you know, the head cheerleader, and for some reason, I mean, we can talk about him now if you want. The, the dean. dean? Ooh. Dean Molester has like called him every yeah. time he appeared on screen. My roommate and I were like, "Ugh, he was ugh, so creepy, disgusting." Yeah, I mean, like the I know the plot of this film about the two cheerleading teams, but like the real thing you you come away with is, God, that Dean was so creepy. What the hell is going on there? <laughs> like, yeah, and it's like I, I couldn't get my mind off like, it. Like oh, every yeah. time he appeared on screen, it was just like, ugh, like I was like repulsed. That first little like monologue he has when he shows up suddenly at the end of tryouts and he was like, oh God, they were horrible. They were horrendous, but some of them were sublime. And I was like, ooh. I was like, <laughs> I need to take a shower. Just the way that he talks to <laughs> Tina in that scene, I'm just like, is he raping her? Like, what is uh, the deal here? They had a very, like, it definitely seems like he somehow, like, uh, like it, it was very strange. Yeah, and I, I don't know why this guy chose to play it this way because the lines themselves <laughs> are not really that creepy had he just delivered them like a normal human. Yeah, but instead he was like, "I'm, you know, my head cannon for this character is that I have raped every student <laughs> at the school." That's, you know, like, oh god, <laughs> is that what it seemed like? like yeah, it seemed like it was there was so some disgusting sexual relationship going on between the yeah, two. Yeah, it was not. Um... 
is very strange. Very gross. it wasn't, and it wasn't like they were playing that as a joke or a satire no. or something like this. It, I, I, I like your headcanon because <laughs> it made it seem like there was a choice that this person made yeah. individually. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Or the or the director was like, I like maybe you should play a little bit more creepier. <laughs> you played a little bit more conservative radio. Like, <laughs> yeah. He and he never he never really he never gets a comeuppance. He just kind of like continues to be that way, but now towards a different girl. The only time anybody calls him out, there's one female professor in the when he's judging that's kind of like, dude, knock it off. When he's getting like too aroused by the cheerleading routine, like. It's yeah, so he, he it's like yeah, the, yeah, it's so gross. The tryouts end, the tryouts end and it's like, you know, Tina is alone in, in this uh, in the gym with all the lights off and I think the first thing he says is like, I've been here for all 6 hours. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, like, "Oh, I didn't know you were here." He's like, "I was here the whole time watching you." You know, it's like, yeah. "Oh my god." Ugh. Yeah. Like, it's like what it the disgusting. fuck? It reminded me of that that scene in The Great where she's just like you probably don't want to hear the story like of the time that your father raped your aunt. Oh, and, he yeah. was like, and he's like, "Oh no, I was there. I was playing soldiers in the corner." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great show, great show Terrible. by the way. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so so yeah, it's um the the premise of the first half is that he wants Whittier to be next year's head cheerleader for money reasons i guess well yes he has a human trafficking ring then. He, yeah he, seriously he thinks that she's got it whatever yeah. that means where there's like another nondescript blonde girl who's next in line that seems fine i don't know like what his problem with yeah. her is marnie clear she's a little aggressive but that's that's about it um yeah. which which is Weirdly, Marnie is uh, Bethany Joy Lenz from One Tree Hill. Um, What's the premise of One Tree Hill? It's two guys <laughs> that don't know they're half brothers. There's okay. a and then a um, they're both hot, and they have a bunch of hot girlfriends, and then they all like switch, and you know, um, and like now you have this girlfriend, and I took your girlfriend, <laughs> and you know, like we don't like each other, and we have the same douchebag dad <laughs> okay but so wait, they know they have the same dad but they don't know that they're brothers no they 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 don't find out like i think the the beginning of the show is they find out they have the same dad or something oh and then they're yeah. like now let's switch girlfriends well i mean <laughs> now we can have the same girlfriends now, now let's go to the girlfriend switching but three. the thing with one tree hill is the show went on so long that they were like let's just do a i think it was a five-year flash forwards so that they could do like the adult lives of the same oh five God. people but anyways i never i only watched like the first two seasons was that called two tree hill <laughs> there's no yeah. more people to sleep with in this one tree town yeah so um yeah bethany joy lens was one of the main um she was kind of like the gal pal of chad michael murray that he never noticed but then she ended up going with the brother um mm. Yeah, classic anyways. One Tree Hill. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> this concludes the One Tree Hill segment of this podcast. <laughs> I had yeah, to know. Other people in the movie also end up on One Tree Hill, so it's very weird. But anyways, she her, at the time of this, isn't movie, that bringing out again? By, I think just Joy Lens, but she spelled Joy J O I E, which is like. Joie, right? Joie. Joie de vie. Like, yeah, okay. But it, when she becomes Bethany Joy Lens, she goes back to the regular spelling. So I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. like, I wonder what she went by at that time. <laughs> like, did people call her Joy? Did they call her Joie? Like, Joie? <laughs> Joie. Whatever. Joie Tree Hill? She's changed her name like a crap ton of times. And she's now married to... um uh a guy who's in a band with Richard <laughs> Lee and Jonathan Jackson. So <laughs> Oh. Well, let's get to the uh the real star of this movie. Um someone mentioned the word of the day earlier in the episode. <laughs> Some, you know, if you're a fan of this podcast, I don't know, we never asked you to say this, but maybe you might be like Man, have you guys ever listened to Sequel Rises? The bomb diggity. <laughs> and maybe in 2000, like, were, were people using that word in 2004? I don't know. Screenwriters were. Was it the cool, sure is, is it a super cool word? I don't know. But look, they use it 
a crap ton of times in the movie, and we have the proof. <gasps> Monica, if you want to be the bomb diggity, 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 but did she just say bomb diggity three times in one sentence? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, good job, Justin. I mean, it was only like you know twelve seconds long or something, but uh, you know it it's happens. Too, it's too. It's enough. One's <laughs> one's too many. Yeah, it happened so many times in the movie that I was like, "What is going on with this?" They say word? it so much, but then they also early in the movie make a big deal about the school and the team motto being uh, "whatever it takes," much like Degrassi and the Avengers. Um, but then they never. <laughs> bring it up again yeah they you know um i don't know if it was like yeah i don't know if they were like oh the first movie had fun slang words we gotta like bring in our own they even she also brings back saying that it's the poo yeah like, that's what i was gonna say in the beginning but... yep they mentioned that a couple times that's the only other hangover from the uh, first movie Ooh. um but it's just so shoehorned in everyone's saying bomb diggity they even write it on the board at one point like what i don't know what's going on with that but uh you know, we get the, we, 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 there's not really much to talk. I mean, do you guys want to talk about the tryout scene? There's another tryout scene in this movie, but there's not really much to talk about. It's not as good. No. no. Um, I, I want to talk about the first football game. Uh, oh, yes. When we're okay. all still on the varsity team. And I don't know how closely you were looking, but the crowd at this football game is full of cardboard people. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Yes. Okay. I They're did not. Everywhere. I did not see them. I did not see them. I mean, okay. So, like, I get it. It's a movie. Cardboard people is not the worst sin ever. Like, it's a thing. You can use it, but you got to put them in the back and on the <laughs> side, you know, like out of frame, out of focus. And then it's like, these people are like in the front row, like in the middle of the shot, like multiple cardboard people. I was in it. <laughs> and then the real people that they have are not people that would be in attendance at this game at all. Yeah. Uh, Nor I, does it look at all like a Division no. One college football game. Yeah, I did um, think it, I did. I didn't notice the cardboard people, but I thought there was one shot like when they were coming out of the um, like coming out of the locker room area onto the field, where I thought that there was a shot that made the look the stadium look way bigger than it did. And then when they were actually out on the field as cheerleaders, I was like, oh, now it looks like a high school. But before that, it looked like, yeah. whoa, this is a huge stadium. That's, uh, it, I, mean, I, I should go back and it. smaller than the high school in Bring It On. Yeah. Um, which, I, I mean, I, I get the budget, but I just feel like there had to have been a better way to do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> even the name of the movie alone, if you say, hey, we're on a college and or high school campus. We're filming a sequel to Bring It On and whoever <laughs> comes gets pizza and is an extra for two hours. You know, like, yeah. I mean, didn't yeah. you, Justin, Justin's, a, Justin's an extra. I was an extra in a movie where uh, they, in fact, did also utilize cardboard people. But yeah, they were... Uh, yeah, they were using these cardboard people in the way left field, you know, uh, yeah. way far away from uh, home plate, out in the outfield. And it was always like, you know, I don't know, one cardboard person for every two real people. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say that they did use cardboard people, but at the end they granted my wish and I became a real boy. <laughs> debatable they're like oh god that one's looking at me yeah <laughs> so justin you said you actually bought the movie i did yeah because i was okay. like uh you know i wanted to be able to <laughs> record clips from it and stuff. i only rented it and my rental is over so you need to go get a picture of the cardboard people i, I can do that for you i can do that okay. for you. yeah I um, there's, there's at least well. two shots with multiple cardboard people i refused uh, to buy the blue you know i was telling tyler uh we always talk about um, getting, you know, getting the next franchise on the books so that we can, uh, so that I can go look and buy all the Blu-rays. And yep. I stopped myself from buying all the <laughs> Bring It On Blu-rays, even though they have special features on every single one, because it was going to add up to over like a hundred dollars. Because for some reason, all no. of these like 
random sequel movies, a lot of, a lot of the franchises, the films will be like, you know, I don't know, $8 or something for the Blu-ray. These were all like $20 or more because I think uh, they're, I think maybe they didn't make a lot of them. Cause if the library ever reopens, look there. Cause the industry people just do- donate all their copies. Oh, to yeah. the library. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I'll just, you know, yeah. I'll just watch them online for now. Streaming is fine with me. Yeah. I don't need to see the alternate opening or, uh, the do's and don'ts of cheers by the choreographer, Ooh. Tony G. Those are some of the special features on the Blu-ray. <laughs> so after this disastrous football game, I guess it's not really that disastrous, but um, Whittier becomes famous because she stuck her tongue out. Yeah, I thought TV. that was weird. That was Yeah, weird. it was very strange. I thought at first they were making fun of her. Yeah. They said it was a good thing. And you're I like, know, that I mean, was I have such been... a cool move. I How did you think of that? Like, oh, my God, your tongue. Wow. I, I've been some asshole in a college band shown on TV cheering blindly for sports multiple times. And like, you can do it. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, did, did they cheer for you when you came back into the band room? Like, Oh my God, you were on TV. E-list. No, the only people that ever gave a shit was like my uncle and parents who would like sometimes <laughs> record it, but you know, whatever. That's funny. Yeah, she becomes famous. She gets to go to the uh, the big the big fancy party with all the football players. Yeah, they try to set her up with Chris Carmack from the OC, who just mm-hmm. stops in briefly and then never returns. Yeah, and he basically <laughs> he basically just like stares at her. He doesn't ever barely. He, I mean, he has a few so lines, strange. but he just stares like you're a cheerleader. It's really weird. Yeah, and eventually um, they get kicked out of the party. Yeah, they force her to dump. Um, Derek. Derek. Derek the DJ. Mixed master Derek. Uh, DJ. Dad. Tur- DJ Derek the DJ. Coming to TNT this summer. This On the summer, ones and twos. The turntablist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a DJ and he knows the That's future. DJ at night. Night. <laughs> He'll turn the tables. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> on crime that sounds like it was in the credits of wiki, uh, wiki, forgetting what? sarah marshall yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. or it's one of the chris evans uh scott pilgrim movies yeah. <laughs> oh god good time um, uh. <laughs> oh god uh yeah so this party goes bad um and the next um practice tina decides to haze the shit out of uh monica yeah and get, cool. get her to to quit she basically keeps making her do all these flips and turns and jumps and technical cheerleading things that i don't remember the names of and eventually she yeah. hurts herself doing it and uh yeah it's enough and for, she's like fuck this i'm out yeah whittier to just be like i'm done yeah i mean it's surprising though because you expect whittier to say oh sorry my well mom. yeah because because you, you think just... that's going to be the plot of the movie yeah because you just saw her dump the dude that like completely embarrassed the dude that she likes uh at this party because she was basically dumping him because she was told to yeah and it's like okay well now she's she's a garbage person and now we're, we're doing that thing and like literally the next scene it's like her friend gets hurt and she's just like okay no more fuck this i'm out yeah. on the one hand though i guess it's kind of good i mean it's not good but it's the contrast of the boy you know she didn't throw it away for the boy like, yes, yeah, she made the wrong decision and she tossed him. But when it's her friend who is hurt, uh, that right. is the breaking point for her. For sure. It's not just uh, keeping this boyfriend. So, yeah, when her friend is really hurt, I mean, she she bails and uh, they both quit, uh, which is surprising because you're like, well, that's not what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, and this was one of the moments uh, uh, yeah. where I laughed out loud. This is one of the best, the funniest parts in the movie. The funniest joke is when Greg, the gay um, male cheerleader who has kind of just taken a liking to Monica and Whittier, he goes, "I yeah, I'm leaving too. I also quit. And then Tina's like, you're going to lose your cheerleading scholarship. And he goes, I'm staying here, but under a cloud of shame. And then he's like, backs up. And I was like, that is hilarious. It was yeah, so funny. So I, I laughed The delivery a lot. that this actor yeah. gave, the line, it was so funny. Just, That's right. Yeah. I'm staying here, but under a cloud of shame. Yeah, so funny. So funny. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is where they finally like start to 
to introduce this, you know, cheerleader squad rivalry that at, you know, at this point in the movie, I was like not even expecting that to happen anymore. I just was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, Monica and Whittier dealing with uh, Tina and her, you know. Yeah, they, I thought they were going to somehow the take the movie. team over, you know, like, but um, the scene at the softball game, I mean, it's kind of dumb, but it's also kind of cute, I guess. <laughs> it's, you it's know, really like, I, yeah, it's really hokey. It's actually kind of a nice moment, you know, like sh- the friends are not there. It's just her. Uh, the team is bad. And so she decides to just start cheering. And, you know, it, it's true. Like I said, that feeling of, you know, if you just shout and clap enough other people will do it with you yep. and when you see it actually affect the players like it's a it, it is a nice feeling yeah so that was kind of a cute moment um it was kind of funny that it's just like they've suddenly become amazing at softball <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all they needed was but like they just needed michael's secret stuff and uh, yeah well that we, happens yeah. that happens I, throughout I the movie of, <laughs> yeah i was kind of bummed that they didn't continue with like these they they kind of go with fencing and uh, croquet because it's funnier. But like, I mean, I have played because the USC band in, insists on putting itself at every single sport, and some of them really, 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 really do appreciate it. You know, like oh yeah, for men's sure. volleyball, women's volleyball, tennis, um, baseball. We didn't have softball, but um, uh, water polo, swimming, diving. You know, all these things. Um, they really, really, really appreciate it, and. Um, I wish they had sort of continued with like, we're going to cheer for these lesser known teams instead of going more with the like bizarre teams that don't even actually really need cheers. Um, (laughs) Although it is funny to see them cheering for a croquet team. It is. Yes. (laughs) Where everyone's like, what are you doing here? And then the croquet just like shuffles and then the DJ shows up and yeah. Well, we learned that all you need to be able to fully remember your choreography and dance completely together is just a good mix master turntablist beat. Preferably, you just need one person that has a rhythm to clap. (laughs) But they had nothing, so it sucked. But um, yeah, the the first uh, yeah, the first couple times I tried to cheer is just really awful and funny because they're they're just all like it, they do it might have actually be been hard bad. to do it might have been hard yeah. to do honestly to to be that far off and sound so terrible i mean if you have any sort of rhythmic bone in your body you'd be having a hard and time. they're all actors ostensibly like yeah. you just like you, you'll trend to being on the beat like. exactly yeah it's, it's gotta be you gotta be really thinking you know like when people singers are always like oh it's so hard to sing out of tune because like you know it's just not something you do normally um yeah I thought that was some pretty funny stuff. But so they they kind of pick up all of the spurned clubs and convince them to join cheer so that they can make money to get all of the passion projects that they want back, which is kind of a dumb plan, but it could work, you know, and they get enough people that have at least some uh, marketable skills that they incorporate into the routines. You got these like, um, martial arts guys theater kids ballet dancers and um you know other people that um that learn how to be a part of this and obviously they get way too good and it's totally unrealistic but it's (laughs) still cute it's still fun you know also Um, who puts together their outfits i don't know yeah uh you have some you know kind of just funny they suck montage moments but you know i mean this part of the movie I i i was kind of like Okay, this is actually like funny and cute and yeah. like weirdly good after the first half kind of being strange. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was funny too when she tries to give a motivational speech and says like, "We're gonna be like Rocky when he beat Apollo Creed." Oh, and someone's like, "She's like, oh, oh, never mind." You know? <laughs> She's like, "Wait, Rocky didn't beat Apollo Creed?" That was pretty funny. It was, and also. I did, uh, I did, and I mean, it is a stupid thing, but they, you know, they, they. They, uh, the only place they can rehearse is like in the boiler room and it's like, looks, <laughs> it's so small. And I did enjoy the, uh, physical comedy bits of them keeping, uh, trying to get Felicia Day's character up in one of the, uh, what are they called? Um, pyramids. Yeah. One of the pyramid lifts. holds lifts. Yeah. Up in the lifts. And, uh, she fell over it multiple times. And then the third time she was like, I think I got this. And then hit her head on a pipe above her. Yeah. I mean, it's like a stupid, like slapstick comedy thing, but I thought that was kind of fun. <laughs> during that whole montage yeah the the one thing that kind of confused me about the renegade team forming up is that this guy started out as like a theater 
guy, but then later was like kind of played as more of like a, a religious <laughs> Jesus-y kid. So I was like, which is it? I guess it can be both. Why not? But I think they, they leaned so hard into the theater at first that I was like, wait, now it's all about like, well, whatever. You know? He didn't pro- know how to pronounce Euripide or whatever. Yeah, he was a uh, an odd <laughs> nut, but uh, he ends up getting injured anyways. Uh, as someone always must, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, there's one someone other must. <laughs> there's a, one other total MVP of this movie that I wanted to uh, bring up as well. The character of Colleen Lipman, yes, who I thought was hilarious, and also like apparently she's like super popular, popular. news reporter for the you know the the CSC uh, K Cuff is the name of the um, you know news channel and she's like i'm reporting off the cuff and there's this great sequence where they're showing her newscast and you know i didn't notice it at first but she's like you know i'm colleen Lipman, and i'm here reporting about the cheerleading uh, there's gonna be a whole cheerleading competition and here we go we're gonna go over to colleen over at the sports center and she's like <laughs> and it's like hey colleen thanks colleen and i was like i didn't notice at first like that's the same person and then when she yeah, threw it back amazing. again to herself and i thought that was so funny um but I, I, I thought her character was really funny. She's not in very many scenes, but she gets to come out and like introduce the big competition at the end. And it, I thought it was cool that like everyone, you know, in the crowd was like really cheering for her and excited. Um, I just you know what's also cool character. about Colleen Lippman? <laughs> what? She's played by actress Catherine Bayless, who's one of the stars of From Justin to Kelly. Which um, is kind of funny because that was the year before this. She may have filmed this first, but uh, this girl can, you know, really dance and sing. So she's in this as the reporter. So whatever. But uh, she could have easily been one of the cheerleaders, too. That's really Mm -hmm. funny. Is she also in One Tree Hill? (laughs) Yes, I think so. I think think she's the one that is in both. Um, uh, um, additionally, when she does that it. big scene, um, in front of this big library, like at the beginning of her, um, her on camera thing for the news report, that is the library, the big giant campus library at CSUN, which is also used as the Starfleet Academy in the latest, um, set of Star Trek oh, movies. Yes. They just edit out the back and stick the golden gate bridge there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've been there a lot. So. Not not to be confused with the Kaiser campus that is the Starship Troopers Academy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, it all leads up to um, a moment where, you know, according to the bylaws of the school, there can only be one cheerleading uh, to squad that goes on to nationals. Much but like the Highlanders. That's right. <laughs> yeah. There can be only, can only one. one. There can be only one. But it doesn't say which one, I think is what they say, right? Also, like, <laughs> Dean Perv like, would be okay. thrilled with two cheerleader teams. I don't yeah. understand. Well, there is that moment where she's like, yeah, we're going to be uh, two cheerleading squads going up against each other, girl on girl. And he goes like, hmm. Okay. It's so gross. Yeah, it's so. Really, and actually, really credit to the two female characters in that scene that are allowed to actually react to that in a way that <laughs> yeah, shows like, they uh, realize how gross it is. Yeah. But um, the gross pervy Dean, um, you know, decides that uh, they have until Saturday, which is the end of the week to uh, get ready for this cheerleading competition. That's going to be held on campus to see who's going to go to the nationals. And uh, so, yeah, we get to this big moment at the end of the movie. Cheerleading. You're talking about the uh, dance sequence over the credits, right? No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're getting to that. We gotta. We're, the audience wants to know which team wins. You guys. Oh, right, right, right. Because <laughs> they're right. not going to watch the movie. I mean, they might. I don't know. It's funny how even though the the renegade team, as they come to be known, has only existed. People have only known about it for like a week. Uh, they made some pretty advanced graphics and signs yeah. and had them ready to go. <laughs> despite the fact that for the entire first half of the performance, when the varsity team was performing, the entire crowd seemed to be with them and not a single supporter <laughs> of the Renegades. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when the Renegades start performing, they Everyone's have very, very expensive, professionally printed graphic uh, hanging uh, backgrounds and people with very elaborate signage. Uh, 
came out of nowhere yeah. that are now cheering for them. Exactly. Everyone in the audience is like, oh, whoa, I got a renegade sign? What? <laughs> yeah. I did think it was really funny because I don't know. I, I don't know if I missed it or what, but I didn't I didn't realize that the uh, the squad was called the renegades until like the very end. So there's that moment where they're interviewing uh, Felicia Day's character during the news conference and underneath her name, it says renegade cheerleader. And I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was just like a, a funny like moniker they had given her. Like, yeah, this is a renegade cheerleader. <laughs> She's yeah. an illegal cheerleader on campus. Yeah. I thought that was funny, but it turns out that was actually the, their name. So there you go. Yeah. And so the, the varsity squad does their thing. It's very pedestrian, but you know, it's fine, whatever. Um, and then, the renegade team comes out dressed as monks uh, to a Gregorian chant, which, like, I'm here for it. That's how my beloved hunchback on stage begins. But uh, I love that there's some guy yeah, in the audience that yells out, "Monks get cheer!" <laughs> I did not, I did not hear that off-screen guy, oh, and that yeah. bums me out because you know. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear that movies. either. Yeah, so oh, many bears. No. It was like the only thing. Like people, they just so have like audio of people being like, "Huh?" huh? And then somebody <laughs> just goes, "Looks cute." Like you know, like. Oh God, that was and a weird course, way for them to start. I agree. Yeah, they get on stage and they strip and have cute little renegade outfits. Yeah, they're wearing um, like leather. I don't know. It looks like some sort of. Like, it's more of like a basketball dance squad Laker girl yeah, type yeah. thing, which yeah. doesn't look yeah, very comfortable, I, is what I would say. No, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, their routine was okay, but I thought it was hilarious that Derek's just in the background, like he's the coolest guy ever. <laughs> Working those turntables. Remind me of uh, Yorma's character in Popstar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just like, oh, wait, everybody just loves press, my beats. <laughs> I just pressed play on the iPad. <laughs> uh, it and was their, so their funny. Was, um, it was, I thought it was cute how they brought, like I said before, they brought in the martial arts and the ballet and sort of, they actually had a reason for that this time instead of just being like, we're going to bring in things, you know? Yeah. So, uh, that was cool. Um, Felicia Day is startlingly pale compared <laughs> yeah. to all the other girls. Yes, like yeah. to the point where you're like, oh my God. Like you think there might be like that she might have a, an issue. Um, it's just that she's very white and you know, that's her skin tone. I'm not saying she should tan or whatever, right. but it was yeah. kind of weird because they <laughs> they uh called another girl tanorexic at some point and she like also wasn't even that tan. And so I was like, <laughs> like and there's some of the tannest woman in California in this movie. Yeah, and then like but when there's a shot like a uh, kind of a hero shot where it's like Whittier, Monica and then Felicia Day's on the other side of Whittier and it's just like you're like, "Oh my god, because seeing Felicia Day anywhere near Monica, you're like, you know, like is there a ghost on stage?" Like <laughs> yeah. It's just whatever. That's her skin tone, but it was just very alarming because they were wearing. Because by this time, the uniforms were black with just trim of blue and yellow, so it was very uh, contrasting. But oh well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they both uh, put out their best effort. The creepy dean comes out and he, you know, drags it on like we're on an episode of American Idol. Uh, he needs his glasses to see who. <laughs> who the winner is and it turns out it's the renegades what? and then he's creepy toward them and then creepy in general when he talks about how he has to go to a lunch with someone for like the first time <laughs> <in> the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and he's he's like i'm so excited to work with this new talent it's horrifying <laughs> it's really bad i mean he's like literally the villain of this film like it's it's yeah just and then that's it's, that's the end of the movie, right? There's no, like, uh, they don't go to nationals. There's nothing else. It just kind of ends with them being like, yeah, we did it. We're going to go to nationals. Yeah. Just so, like whatever. the end of season one of Glee or whatever. And then <laughs> then the movie spends its budget because with the what a Bring It On movie really needs is uh -huh. a fun, outtakey dance sequence that didn't really seem outtakey. It didn't really seem choreographed. <laughs> They had a couple outtakes, and then it was like, just kidding, we're doing the same thing as the last movie. Yeah. But with but, a different like, song. Yeah, they didn't get to do a cool dance routine with all the characters together, and they really were forcing the lip syncing throughout the filming. And there's one, like, 
where Tina and Whittier have to dance with the creepy Dean in his office, which I was just like, <laughs> oh God, like I was like puking. Yeah. I couldn't handle it. I was just like, why At this would point, they though, it's these just... poor young women <laughs> to do this? Like, I do At this love point, it's they, just the they actors. Had, they had to have known, like, so it's not something that's scrapped from the movie. It's something that's like, that was so popular for the first one. Yeah. We have to, like, every setup that we do, we have to show them singing this song. Yeah, that's right. So imagine that, that pool shoot. Like, there's a part where they're singing yeah, underwater, yeah. and it's like, it's like everyone just wants to go the fuck home, and it's like, nope, we gotta do the underwater <laughs> shot where we sing, hit me with your best shot. That, that, that's just why, like, God, uh... fuck, no. Like, there's so many problems, there's probably so many of them that they didn't use they're just like oh god yeah i mean that's what that's why i found it kind of interesting from a music supervision perspective because i was like oh man they must have really had to they had to have you know probably had this in the script or something and planned this ahead of time and cleared it ahead of time because they're using yeah like you said every every single scene that you saw in the movie even the scene where she's getting like food thrown at her in the beginning uh they're having them sing part of this song (laughs) Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if they had filmed all the lip syncing moments and the music supervisor was like, oh, I couldn't clear it. Like, you know, then like, no lip syncing. Yeah, we couldn't get the song. Uh, I mean, it's a real cheap cover, too. I didn't even look up who sang it. Yeah, it's uh, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. I don't even know if we said the name of the song yet. Oh, yeah, sorry. uh, But uh, there's two soundtrack credits for this. There's that and then there's Switchback written by Clayton. (laughs) with a K from the band Cell Dweller. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Cell Dweller. Dweller. Clayton. Okay. Well, man, what a movie. Um, (laughs) You guys want to... It's so weird. I mean, you mentioned Glee. I did want to mention that one of the side back back background cheerleaders uh was zach woodley who goes on to be the choreographer for all of glee and um grace live and high school musical the musical the series and you know he's he's like one of the biggest choreographers now in hollywood and uh i interviewed him before for my thesis actually but um it's just interesting how like yeah the whoever the main choreographer is i'm sure also does things but like this guy who was like in the background is like the most famous now and some of the people with the smaller roles are people that got way bigger role later. So, well, they were some of the cardboard people that came. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they made a wish. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tyler, uh, so do we have a rating? That's a Tyler? great question. I think it could only be Bob Diggity's. Okay. I mean, it's gotta be, I mean, come yeah. on. How many Bob Diggity's? Bob, I said Bob Diggity. How many Bob Dylan D's? <laughs> Bob, Bob Dylan Giddies. <laughs> what do you give? Okay, uh, let's be real here, okay? You know, uh, I, <laughs> I'm i going to give this, I'm going to just go out and say the number right off the top and then justify it, maybe. Um, I'm going to give it five Bob Diggity's out of ten. Because look, you guys, we've seen some terrible sequels, <laughs> and this is only the first one in the series, and I actually think that it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, from the start, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be bad, and uh, you know, it goes on to have, you know, feature, you know, um, the same type of cheerleading world, but new relationships, new scenarios. Um, it is, you know, spontaneously out of nowhere, really funny here and there in the movie. Um, and there's lots of moments that, you know, I kind of found myself enjoying and, you know, we didn't talk a lot about Brie Turner, but I thought she did a good job as being this like super out of control, uh, you know, cheerleading captain. And I thought her, her relationship with Whittier was interesting because it's like, you know, at the start she was, she was never like really against her in the beginning. She was just like you know, a raging, you know, egomaniac, (laughs) um, uh, um, cheerleading captain that took things too far. But I thought it was interesting that like, you know, it's not like she hated Whittier from the start. She was actually trying to, trying to, um, you know, mold her like the creepy Dean said. And yeah, she didn't hate Whittier. She'd go there like on weekends to get a burrito or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I appreciated the fact that this was, uh, actually not bring it on again. um, uh, and uh, yeah, so five. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, there, yep. So five bomb diggities out of ten. 
Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking the exact same thing. I yes. also am going to say five bomb diggities. Uh, I agree with uh, most of what you said. Um, it is strangely <laughs> hilarious in certain parts. And I think the story, the premise and the story is really cool that it's not the same issue. It's not quite the same thing. Um, you know, some of the characters were memorable and, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. It just, it just, they had so little money. I think it just looks so cheap and old. It like, yeah. it, looks it looks like it came out ten years before the previous movie. <laughs> yeah, like, it looks it, older know? than the original. Yeah, I don't know why. It just the 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 quality and the. Um, I was like, did they? Is, yeah, I was like, did they just do a really good restoration job or something on the original <laughs> yeah, film? And something know. about this. Um, this main actress, she just looks so old fashioned. Like she looks like Marsha Brady. Like the, she looks like they pulled her out of the sixties or the fifties and stuck her in, you know, the two thousands, um, mm. just the way that she styled and just her look. Um, they don't have her really, not that they need to make her wear a lot of makeup and stuff, but she just looks so, um, old fashioned somehow that I was like, what movie is this? It was, it was strange. <laughs> um, but Overall, I thought it was good. I mean, I, I was genuinely horrifyingly creeped out by the, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know why. It just, it's really bad. Um, it was, it was, because it was, again, it, there was no irony into what he was doing. No. It was just like, that's the Dean. Yeah, and he's like, got this, yeah. uh, he's also using this weird, like, radio voice. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was weird. And I, 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 I agree <laughs> with what you said about the relationship between Tina and Whittier. I mean, you know allegedly that's a thing uh with hazing you know you <laughs> you uh break people down and they become loyal and you know whatever and you, that's how you, then you build them back up and it, they, that's that's what that buttercup song's about yes <laughs> yeah. build me up <laughs> cheerleader baby yeah okay sorry. yeah and i mean it's a it's there's various um degrees of how far you take it you know there it's like the scale of tough love versus you know insane hazing and tina was somewhere in the middle so i hear what you guys are saying Boo. i still have to Boo. give it four four <laughs> pump diggities because i agree with everything that you said but less so <laughs> You're, I did not, you're not bomb diggity enough for, I did not have for this a movie. Ton of fun watching this movie. You're not uh, I didn't think. I didn't think it was bad. I do appreciate that it was as a sequel. There was some different stuff happening there. It's it's fine. It's fine. Just you wait. Which is Tyler. which is typically what we put for a five. Like there's nothing there. But uh, yeah, it's just really poor. It just looked they had no money. I just tried to find how much money it had. Made. You might you might be begging for this movie come next week. You have no I'm idea. I'm going to be begging for this movie come <laughs> next week. No, I am. You don't know. We don't know. We don't. Yeah, know. we could have a singing sky marshal. We'll see. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now that I would be on board for. Yes. Um. What is the next movie, Justin? And how long do we have to wait? The next movie, we have to wait only two years for another straight-to-DVD, Bring It On sequel. <laughs> it's Bring It Aboard, the Navy edition. And this time, <laughs> it sounds like they're finally getting serious. Oh, no. It's Bring It On, All or Nothing. <laughs> bring it Is on, O-Town in the movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, from Sorry. the title, it makes it seem like uh, all, they the, are in the movie. all the marketing was like, <laughs> witness the final Bring It On film. Oh, no. All or nothing. No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Uh, it just sounds like one of those titles you'd put in the final film, but there's still three more after it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I've heard. I don't know. We'll see. I've heard good things about this one. Ooh. We might be able to uh, save this cheerleader and save the world. I, I just saw that. <laughs> I just saw that as well. Uh, we'll you see. guys are we'll cheating. See. You guys are cheating. Uh, no, it, well, I was looking at 2006. I already knew. Anyway. Wait, <laughs> but I've never seen it. There's, there's, there's somebody buried in here as well. That holy shit, we'll Ooh. find out. Okay, Ooh. well, we'll, we'll watch it. Well, we'll no. be watching uh, that so next yes. week. In the meantime, uh, you can send us your thoughts via email to sequelrights at gmail dot com or reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, 
Stay safe out there, stay strong out there, and we will see you guys next week for another silly, pointless movie. Yeah, I can't (laughs) wait until we finally get to learn if the Renegades won at Nationals. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys next week. You're the real